She has a right to know. What? We've been tracking the situation in Seattle for a while. Unexplained disappearances. <laughs> Killings. Someone's creating an army. An army of vampires? They're coming here. This means an ugly fight with lives lost. We're in. As long as we get to kill some vampires. that now does that look exciting or does that look exciting you know it takes a lot for justin to put down his nintendo ds and watch a trailer but uh the moment uh the boys and the girls came on the screen it was like hey this looks exciting doesn't it there were wolves there were wolves exactly and fighting and, fighting and stories and tales and everything like that okay the mic is working, so fantastic. the whole internet communities out there, they're waiting to see what, what this is all about, so give the introductions. They've all heard about you, but they've oh, never really? actually seen you guys. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, I'm Justin. Um, I work uh, for Skewed and Reviewed, and uh, I do movie reviews and stuff like that. So, um, And the convention reports. And the convention reports, and go to a lot of conventions and help out. Um, and this is Amara. Hi, I'm Amara. I'm a senior staff writer at this point, and I write for the magazine. I'm here. I do. I help Gareth out with the whole kind of thing. We do a lot of movie reviewing, uh, some game reviewing, all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. So you have it first yeah. here. And Crypticon and PAX are coming up, everybody. They are. <laughs> we know. Oh uh, yes, and and uh, I actually I, I, I can I'm I, I can somewhat hint at this now. There's a certain controversial video game coming out that I have been basically somewhat linked to providing a voice to a character. Oh. Now, they've gone to the point of casting and scripting now, so they've told me they might have an idea soon what I'll be doing. Without identifying the game, which is the third in a series and the cover article for our new magazine, uh, the others have been banned in Europe and Australia and so on and so forth. Uh, there was a disagreement between me and one of the marketing guys last year about their avid Yankee fans, and I wasn't thrilled about A-Rod and the steroids and so on and so forth. So we had a few, uh, oh, yeah, you know, don't put down my team things on Facebook. I, I was told that the working script that they have seen, this is from the president of the company, right. who told them he's going to be involved. The rumor I've heard is that the character has to profess his di undying love for the New York Yankees. Oh. <laughs> I was I was thinking it was the new Dora the Explorer game. No. no. Dora the Explorer 3? I yeah, think so. Right. No, let, let, let's put it this way. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Uh -huh. It's the third 
part of a popular and controversial game series. Uva Bowl made a movie version based on the game series. I have appeared in said film. That should give you an idea. I have an idea. And it is the cover story of the next magazine, which will be out in July. Ooh, so, cool. yes, and it is going to be controversial. That's what Would, they're known for. Let's right, put exactly. it this way. Uh, Randy Pitchford, who is the cowboy in the village people, plays a basically gay version of Marlon Brando's character from The Wild One. Uh, he's like the gay, he's the leader of a gay bike gang, and one of the missions is going to be to take out Uva Bowl, who also appears in the game himself. That, that is be, the least controversial aspect of the game. That will be different than a lot of things. Yes. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, enough on that. We uh, will be doing the 2010 summer movie preview very soon. And uh, we have one more trailer we're going to fire up. And this is um, something a little different. And mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is called Splice. And this is uh, one of the two films Adrian Brody is going to be in this summer. And uh, a little bit different. This is actually, instead of a trailer, this is actually a scene from the film. So uh, have a look at it, and this will be coming out soon. I think it looks pretty decent, actually. Okay, cool. Clive? Clive? Gavin. I'm gonna gas it. Wait. Don't kill it. Elsa, get out, okay? I'm hitting the gas. I'm not gonna hurt you. In three, two, one. Clive, I said don't! Fucking mask back on. Elsa! Listen to me, goddammit! You never listen to me! Put your damn mask on! It's dangerous! And that is Splice. You know, again, as we were saying here, nothing like a creature that you're terrified of at first. He wants to gas it. And you say, you know what? I'm going to take off some of my, my protective gear when it's cornered and go make friends with it. If she doesn't die in that movie, I'm going to be very upset. That's one of those uh, films that in the inner city neighborhoods, they're all screaming at the screen going, oh, no, don't take your hat off. It's like, I, I remember years ago, I saw the second Poltergeist film at a midnight screening in Philadelphia, and it was, it was amazing. They, the people there were so nice, couldn't have been friendlier, and they're all talking to the screen, and the moment her little toy phone starts ringing, they're all, don't answer the phone, don't answer the phone. Well, 
mean, really what you got to ask yourself with like a creature like that is what is it? I mean, it's kind of creepy. It's kind of adorable. So, and that's never a good thing. No. Nothing should be between those two sides, like scary or not. When you said creepy and adorable, are you referring to Adrian Brody or the creature? Both. Okay, just making sure. Oscar winner Adrian Brody will also be appearing this summer in Predators, which we've covered many times on the show and we'll be covering later tonight. <laughs> I'm excited about Predators. Predators looks awesome. Even though Uncle Arnold decided not to appear on the show. But that's another story. So, Darren... How's everything going with the new studio? Hey, I guess, yeah, if you turn the mic volume up, everything is going excellent with the new studio. Got new shows coming in about a month from now, two months from now, we're going to do our casting call. Mm-hmm. We'll have probably about 250, 300 people to go through on that. And, uh, oops, let's get, there's the wide angle. New studio, but hey, there I am. Hey, everyone. Uh, yeah, it's going great. I mean, 250 people plus to go through. That's going to be one, one awesome process, and we're going to have probably about 20 hours of programming coming out of here awesome. every, every week. And I'm thinking when the awesome. new studio is up and running, um, we may have to go to a certain Swedish furnishing store that we're very fond of and get a table slash chairs because after show one, a certain person in said household said, I think it would look nice if you had a chair to sit on. Yeah, it's, 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 I definitely, you know, space is definitely a factor here in this place, but checked out a place today, 2,000 square feet. Yeah. I think we're ready to upgrade and move into some new, new spots. I mean, we've only been here for two months and we're already outgrowing. Right. I had, I had, like an, a baby. oh, sorry, Mara, go ahead. No, that'll be, it'll be good to see whatever the new space is like and to mm-hmm. see what, what options a bigger space would allow for, concerts and yeah. all kinds of things that would be exactly. a little bit bigger. You know, as the summer gets here and it gets warmer, I was kind of scared that, we were going to have the Atomic Bombshell girls on back in July again to promote their new show. And I thought we could kind of like do a uh, skewed and reviewed after dark where I'm actually, you know, askew on the couch with my feet up going, so tell me, what, uh, what brings the new show to town and stuff like that? And then I realized, is that really the uh, demographic we're looking for? No. <laughs> well, there's one, there's one vote. The Justin's like, no. yeah, whatever, maybe give it a shot, see what happens. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so, so well, I love how you just skimmed over the eclipse thing. Like you're not even willing to. Talk oh no no no! It. We're going to talk about it. I know it's on there. Okay. I know I'm going to have to see it. I mean, oh. I, <laughs> hey look, Uh-oh. I will say this. I agreed with your review. New Moon was not nearly as bad, and I cracked the house up very soon with the well, very much with the end of the film when he asked the question that he did, and then it just ends, and I turned to Jen and said, "Oh my God! Oh my God! What's going to happen? What's he going to say? <laughs> oh my God!" You said that in the middle of the theater. No, no, no. We were at home. Oh. You kidding me? I, I do have some standards. He sent me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Send me. It's um. like, it's, I'm like one of those guys that says, I watch Glee because we watch it in the household. But, you know, now and then it's like, yeah, I'd probably watch it possibly if I was on, sitting at home alone watching it. Don't lie, Gareth. I've, I've heard you talk about how much you like Glee. Dude, you're in the fan club. So don't, okay, don't let go. me just say, you, you, you came in one day and you were like, no, yeah, I recreate. Yes, I did recreate the dance moves twice. I gave it up when the back, when the front flip landed wrong on the bed. Okay, wow. I'm still working on the one from last week. But yeah, we're we're good, we're good. Anyway, enough of the uh, enough of the self depreciating humor. Let's uh, talk about Eclipse since you really want to know. I, re- I think it's worth talking about. Um, everybody will be happy to know Jacob's going to take his shirt off again. So Every girl under 25 will be happy. And certain other people, but. 
Uh, just across the board, I think it's going to probably be exactly in the same vein. And I, so far, it's lining up to be a trilogy that, while maybe not your or even my first choice and things to go see, it's going to keep with its demographic and keep going where it's going. And it's following, they're following the books really well, so I've read them all. I know what I'm talking about. Here's what I want to know. Could Harry Potter kick Edward's butt? Definitely. There we go. So we're agreed on that. See, Edward's dead. Yeah, Harry gets a theme park. That's all that matters. Exactly. See, Harry at least rates a theme park. I mean, Edward might get his face on the side of a Dairy Queen cup. He died. I mean, he can't come back. Exactly. He doesn't have a job. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reoccurring roles in Harry Potter. When you die, you die. J.K. made for sure that. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, at one point, I hope that Sirius is going to come back. Yeah. And I thought Dumbledore, you know. I feel like, hey, kids, if you haven't read the book, sorry. Hey, I haven't Spoiler read the alert. books. What are you talking about? Oops, shit. Fuck. I, I, there oh, we saw movie five, right? Oh, thanks, Darren. There goes Disney. There goes Disney. <laughs> there goes Disney and Warner Brothers as our sponsor. Technically, if you weren't watching in the last 30 seconds, nobody heard that. And I can tell you why. There's okay. a new system in place. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. good. So he's, got the, he's got the... And everyone and, in the chat rooms right now knows yeah, me personally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See... We're, we're all trying to self-edit ourselves here, and uh, I tried to do a good job about it, and poor Darren up here just <laughs> can't control him. Well, you know, I, I, in fairness, though, I'm sure when you're doing the live shows, it gets a little... Uh, when you're doing the music shows, I'm sure... The, uh, the, the, it's the electronic shows that actually the DJs put on the house music, and then that's a little provocative. Really? Mmm, suck me. Mmm. Mmm, suck me. Boom. <laughs> That's my little rendition of wow. ITV Electronic uh-huh. Wednesdays. My mother is crying right now. And there goes uh, PopCap. <laughs> hey, I, 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 never, I never said I was a Justin Timberlake, you know? <laughs> yeah, Justin Timberlake and Madonna. Okay. So, anyway, so back, yeah. back to the summer movie. Do Sorry. Do you want to talk about uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice? I think that's a good one to kind of trans. That's a little bit more action, a little less Jacob without his clothes on. Yeah, but it's still teenage special effect films. Nicolas Cage. I don't know what that means. Wow, Nicholas Cage. Nick, I bought a pyramid in New Orleans to be buried in Cage. Really? <laughs> yeah. At least he's interested. Oh, awesome. you didn't hear about this? No, no. He must have been inspired more. by the Masons he, he went from down National to Louisiana Treasure. And he got himself a pyramid, and oh. apparently this is what he's going to be buried in. I totally want to get buried in a pyramid. Yeah. I mean, he's going to start a new trend where you get, you get buried in a pyramid. See, the, the funny thing is about he, it is, he being is that if you believe certain tabloids, and, you know, we've all had this issue, so there's no shame in it. Nick is having, was having a little bit of cash flow problem. And they said, Nick, you know, you're being a little lavish. You've got to maybe cut back on some of these houses that you have, cut back on some of the cars. And then he goes out and he gets the pyramid. Well, the problem is, word has it that Nick has got a real dilemma. It's, is he going to do Ghost Rider 2 or National Treasure 3? He's got to pick one because they can't do both at the same time. Word is he may be leaning toward National Treasure 3. I mean... Would, Which I think is a better he, move. It makes more sense. He'll finish up the trilogy that way. Obviously, people are going to buy that as a set. I mean, there's no question. It's got Disney, you know, behind him, and mm-hmm. everyone loved Ghost Rider so much. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait a second. So, I mean, there, there's only three national treasures. I mean, yeah. What about you. me? I mean, I'm totally a national. <laughs> you just come and find me. We're in a basement in Pioneer Square. Maybe the it next one down will once. be in his pyramid. Yeah, in his pyramid. That's right? it. With there, all you the there you go. There you go. It's dual it's feature. Totally it's awesome. That way he writes it off as a tax write-off. Exactly. That's what I'm going for there, Gareth. Now, speaking of which, I, I forgot to mention that uh, good old um, high school musical, and we all know about Vanessa, 
uh, is rumored to be the leading candidate for Disney's version of Spider-Woman. What? Vanessa Hudgens' High School Musical. Spider-Woman? Spider-Woman is apparently... Um, like like Spider-Woman. Yeah, as in the comic series. She's rumored to be the lead... She's uh, not old enough to be a woman. Well, there you go. Well, I, I don't tablets know if, if, if you... Don't, some other don't worry, some it's, other coming out, on that situation. it's coming out in 2016. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. So supposedly, though, there, there's that, and then there's Ant-Man as well, and there's this other superhero film that if they don't get in production very quickly, the rights are going to revert back to Disney. So, yes, it's a fun world. Anyway, back to the summer movie previews. Uh, how about Scott Pilgrim? You want to talk about Scott Pilgrim? Scott Pilgrim, why not? Okay. I'm excited about Scott Pilgrim. I got the chance to talk to Michael Sarah this last year, and he seemed really excited about the film. It, it just looks like it's going to be really fun, kind of a different take on the superhero. This time, it's a guy who wants to date a girl, but he's got to get through her seven evil ex-boyfriends to get there. I mean, that's a, it's metaphorically, it's something everybody's kind of been through, but it's going to be fun to see it in that kind of action-y that, that, sense. That, that, that yeah, the trailer like the, looked funny. That sounds looked like the first really movie funny. I ever made. Yeah. yeah. Only they weren't boyfriends, they were demons, but I guess he <laughs> was supposed to get to the girl at the Potatoes. end. If we made yeah. part three. Right. Yeah, which is actually going to become part one. The trailer looked outstanding. We were laughing our head off when we saw, heads off when we saw that, and I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen because, you, as you know, he mentioned that he thinks the Arrested Development movie it's, is still going to happen, whereas the actor who played Tobias in the film, he was quoted recently as saying he does not think it's going to happen because he thinks mm -hmm. too much time has gone by, the cast is all scattered, but I supposedly the script is almost done. They still have one under consideration. And it's still on the schedule for coming out next year under Fox Searchlight. So we can hope. I certainly wouldn't mind seeing another Arrested Development film. He, did, he didn't seem very shaky about it at all when no. I talked to him. I mean, really brief. And, of course, nothing that can be said because it would be yeah. such a big deal um, if it came out and mm -hmm. everybody would be flocking to the theaters. I mean, really, how much of that has there been that wasn't Twilight in the last couple of years? Well, but, exactly. Yeah. So. You know, and, and the sad thing is I caught myself quoting the film the other day. Jen had to run to the store, and I just said... Are we talking hey, about Twilight again? No, we're talking about Arrested Development. I said, hey, hon, you know, Pop-Pop gets a treat. Because <laughs> if you remember, uh, you know, that was always his, his comment from prison whenever the kids came to see him, so... It was, it was just such an interesting show, and I think it's got really something for everybody because there's something of every stereotypical mm -hmm. character in there. There's likable people, there's not likable people, so... I think it's a good choice. I think, um, I, but speaking of, of Scott Pilgrim, which we know is definitely coming, I think that, that that's really going to be a strong film for Michael Sarah because he's got he's got to kind of get out of being who he's been, the guy from Juno, the guy exactly. from the Ignora. You know, he has to he has to move forward a little bit. So. Uh, yeah, I think you're right on that. So it'll be exciting. And of course, you know, we covered already on the show uh, very extensively Iron Man Two, which we're going to screen next week. We've got Nightmare on Elm Street, which we're going to screen this week as well. We've covered the A-Team, which is looking good. We've covered uh, Prince of Persia with Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm not going to say it's looking good, but it looks like a decent action film. We'll see. You know, I've got a little... They always get your hopes up with these video game movies. Like, maybe this time it's going to... It's going to capture some aspect of a good film and be vaguely relevant to my video game. Mm -hmm. I think there's a chance this time. I don't know if I There's only been one. There's, there's only one that I can think of, and that's the first Resident Evil movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a good movie, and it was, you know, I mean, and it and it was enough of. It was a good video game movie. Right. The rest of them, not so much. Yeah. But 
the, the first one I thought was really fun. Well, the interesting thing about it, too, is that um, there's, uh, for example, there's a report that he, Jake was so into the character he kept an English accent going throughout the film. Going to pull and, a Johnny Depp on us? Of course, the problem with that, I said, okay, Jake, Persia, not England. Persia, big difference. <laughs> but you know what can I? Hey, and by the way, speaking of Russell Brand, you know he is rumored to be on the with Johnny in the next uh, Pirates of the Caribbean film. I think that would be an incredibly wise choice. Yeah. Uh, they're both kind of of that similar mm. in that character. I can see that being a really good, just a really great matching. I, we we saw Russell Brand. He was in Seattle this last weekend and. Funny guy, uh, interesting stand-up. That's not like I think any other stand-up show you're ever going to see. And so. I'm very interested with get him to get him to the Greek, which Jonah Hill was in town on on our radio show on KSW promoting it, and they got to see part of it. We'll have our screener coming up uh, soon, and he had said it's actually a sequel in some ways to Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Marshall because yeah. he plays the same rock star character. The only difference is Jonah Hill plays a new character. He's not playing the waiter. But he said, like, Sarah Marshall will show up in the film, too. Right. Cool. So it's kind of interesting. But, you know, remember, he was the slacker rock star on yeah. vacation with her. Now we get to see what he's really like when he's supposedly working. Really, he was, like, he was the second highlight of that movie. I mean, like, right. you know, and he was, like, a supporting character. I and mean, he was pretty much the second star of that movie. So, exactly. I mean, you know. We, uh, we really, actually, we own Sarah Marshall. We really enjoy it. There's a lot of... A lot of funny things that come out of that film. That's one of those ones that you can you can take home and buy and rewatch, and it has mm-hmm. it kind of provides something different. So I'll, I'll be really excited to do that to to see the new film. And I think Russell Brand's really kind of coming up in the U.S. right now. And I think oh, exactly. It's always exciting to be like aware of somebody that's kind of becoming somebody. I mean, if he's going to be with Johnny Depp. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, and I'm actually excited. I think the new Pirates of the Caribbean film, if what I've heard about it is true, is going to be awesome in that they are not going to bring. Orlando Bloom back. They are not going to bring Kira Knightley back. They're going to actually, what I heard was, think Captain Jack Sparrow meets Jules Verne and you'll have an idea of the direction that they're leaning toward. How many of these films do you think they're going to make? As long as they keep making money and Johnny wants to do them. I think he's going to always want to do it. He bought an island. He's, yeah. he's kind of, you know, he's, <laughs> he's pirate fever. And if you've been to Disneyland and you saw how much they retrofitted Pirates of the Caribbean the ride, to reflect the movie, yeah. to have Johnny very prominently featured in it, and Davy Jones and that. So yeah, I think they've just they've relaunched it in a fantastic way. Very cool. So um, what do we have next on the list? I've got tons, uh, but I got the helmet cam on. Well, whoa, yeah. whoa. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, you want to talk about Despicable Me a little bit? Sure, you go ahead. Talk all you want so, about Despicable Me. I think it's going to be a really fun animated film. That's really what it kind of comes down to. I feel like there's been a lot of kind of the same thing, and then with this strong push for everything to be 3D, even when it doesn't need to be, which is something Gareth and I have talked about a couple times now, I think that this one's got a lot of potential to be just a really good film that takes advantage of all the good of CGI and really really makes a fun-to-watch film. I think it's going to be a little bit like a series of unfortunate events if that were to, like, just smack into like Dr. Horrible but as an animated film. So I think that's going to be fun for people. You know, it's funny. You mentioned 3D and I'm glad you brought that up because we were talking earlier about my big thing is that if the movie was not filmed with the intent of being in 3D and the studio upconverts it at the end a la Clash of the Titans, a la Alice in Wonderland, I think they should at least disclose that to the audience because when you go up to buy your tickets you have to pay 3 to $5 a ticket to see it in 3D. Mm-hmm. 
There are films like Avatar where they were intended from the ground up to be in 3D, looked absolutely amazing. And even smaller budget films like My Bloody Valentine 3D still was shot from the ground up with the intent to be in 3D. It shows up on the screen. If it's not, it I feel you kind of get ripped off. And for and you know one of the things that's bothered me is recently I've learned that the apparently the Green Hornet film is now going to be done in 3D. Now the director. They're trying to say, well, here's the deal. The director wanted to do it in 3D. The studio didn't, but he shot it with a 3D aspect in mind, mm-hmm. knowing that they could upconvert it at the end, and apparently they've done so. I've heard really good things about the film, but bottom line, I'd much rather see a film that's done from the ground up, like the Pixar films, uh, like Toy Story 3, sure. like the DreamWorks films, where it was from the moment, like the new Resident Evil film, where from down, you know, first step, this is a 3D movie. Everything from the planning, the, you know, the cinema photography, the storyboarding, it was done to be a 3D and to take advantage of the new technology. Well, I think I, think I completely agree with you. I kind of do wish there'd be some sort of disclaimer, but it also kind of comes down to you as a consumer. You have to decide. Am I going to see this as a 3D film because I want to see something in 3D, because I will enjoy the little bits that may have been put into it, or if or if this is really worth it for me to spend the money to see the 3D film. Mm-hmm. And I think as long as you're a little bit selective with what you go to see in, in, the, in that third exciting version or even in IMAX, now that that's mm-hmm. an option too, the price goes up. People can still go and view a lot of movies if they're more selective with what they're going to see. Right. We also mentioned supposedly in August, Avatar is going back in the theaters. It's out now, but they're, James Cameron's apparently adding six more minutes to the film. Mm-hmm. which is kind of behind the reason why the DVD came out with no bonus features, nothing at all, because supposedly once this is out, it's run its course. And as he said, they never intended to take it out of the theaters. They were contractually bound on a certain date to switch over to Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. but yet the demand for it is still remains. So I'm very interested to see how that plays out. Maybe he can just keep doing that forever. It'll be yeah. kind of like a Pirates of the Caribbean thing there. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> and, you know, uh, the interesting thing is Steve Stansweet, I, on a side note, He's one of the marketing and PR fan uh, reps for Lucasfilm. Mm. And he has said, you know, there was a lot of talk that George wanted to convert the Star Wars films to 3D. He was working on it. He did say the Blu-rays are in the planning stage finally. And he said they are going, his words, a galaxy of extras. They're going to put all six of them out wow. on Blu-ray. I'm hoping Christmas time. Yeah. Hint, 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 hint. That will be the perfect gift. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. To go with that wonderful Blu-ray player I got last Christmas. Hint, hint, hint. Yeah, you know, who's going to say no to seeing Star Wars in 3D? I mean, honestly, they can go they can go, and they can change Star Wars and they can, they can doctor it up. No matter what new thing he does, mm-hmm. people are going to flock back to the theaters because seeing it at all on the big screen is exciting and seeing it with all the extra features or being someone who kind of really gets to feel that first-time experience again is just, it's such a big deal for people. Oh, I and know by the way, it, oh, go ahead, Derek. I, I was going to say, I know a scene I want to see from Star Wars in 3D. The bikini scene? Yeah. Uh, he has a thing for Jabba the Hutt. What can I say? Yeah. Ah, Jabba. Gota ta Jabba. Gota Gota Solo. This is, this I, is part actually, of the show where you guys, you guys speak in Star Wars talk <laughs> no, 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 the whole time. <laughs> and you know the sad thing is the audience is out there going, you know, man, yeah, we're, no, we're, we're, we're catching this. Yeah. Speaking of which, I've been really impressed with this season of The Clone Wars. And the, the finale, you know, the lead up to the one hour finale on Friday with young Boba Fett was actually quite interesting. And apparently they're laying it all out. Now, um, I'm sure you've heard about the new Star Wars series. They're still kicking around a live-action one. 
but Seth Green is doing a, quote, Star Wars comedic series that's coming out, and then they've let slip that it's actually intended to be a sequel to Return of the Jedi, hmm. and it will potentially have Han Solo and all of those people and go forward. And I'm thinking, well, this would be interesting. You're going to tell that story but do it with a comedic element to it. Right. So, I think there's always room for that in that specific universe, and Seth Green's already proven himself there. So. Yes. Nobody's going to question his desire to kind of do more. I mean, fans will be, mm -hmm. they'll be on it like hotcakes. And Family Guy's already well at work on the Return of the Jedi parody, so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. So, uh, should work, should work really well. Anyway, we got a trailer coming up. Darren, this is... This is Inception. Inception. This is actually done by the creative team behind The Dark Knight. And then we'll return with more trailers, video game stuff. And, of course, uh, the rest of our 2010 summer movie preview. It's movie, game, and travel preview, actually. We have some special travel stuff later. What's the most resilient parasite? An idea. A single idea from the human mind build cities. An idea can transform the world and rewrite all the rules. Which is why I have to steal it. Never recreate from your memory. Always imagine new places. He's hiding something, and we need to find out what that is. We gotta break out of here. Give him the kick! This was not a part of the plan! Wake me up! Wake me up! Uh, looks pretty decent. What do you guys think? I'm excited to see it. I think that would be that's a good combo, Leonardo DiCaprio. And is it just me, or is Leonardo really on a roll right now? He's picking some really interesting films right now. Really interesting films. I think he's working on that permanent, you know, permanently setting himself down as a actor for all time, not just being that guy who was kind of big for a little while, not just screaming girls going, oh, Titanic. You know, he's got to work his way out of that. So. Oh, exactly. Did you all hear that? I did hear that. I did hear the low, low hum. But was that back to the movie. The room or? Uh, it's on your side. Might have been okay. outside. Interesting. Right. Back to the um, movie. Back to the movie, though. I it was uh, it involves I think aliens. So I'm in. That's all you need to do. Exactly. So now speaking of aliens, I did want to mention this. I didn't have a chance to go over this in the pre-show. Ridley Scott did an interview with uh, MTV or Sir Ridley Scott, as we say. And he did discuss the Alien prequel, and he said they are on a new draft of the script. They're very happy with it. He said it's definitely happening, and he let something slip. It's not set directly before Alien. He said it's about 30 to 50 years, if not longer, before Alien. So hmm. it is a true prequel, and he said we are going to definitely find out what the space jockey was all about. And he said they may change the look of the creature slightly. Hmm. Slightly. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they choose to do 
to take something that's that classic and that iconic. I mean, the idea of what an alien looks like to the populace is somewhat based on the way they showed up in those films. And so I wonder if the temptation to, to do it in 3D is going to pop up because I don't see with Ridley the, with Scott the mouth. doing it. Yeah. No, no, the mouth and those those face huggers coming out of the right. egg at you. Maybe, I don't maybe know. the aliens. I just, I just don't see Ridley Scott. As, that's not normally his thing. I couldn't see him being gimmicky like that. And you know, we summer movies. Yeah, that Robin Hood movie looks fantastic. Right. I, I was gonna say maybe the aliens that crashed on the ship on the planet were ones that were spawned out of predators, and they were outcasts from the original hive. That could be a thought. And here's the thing too. <laughs> we were, we're mentioning predators which looks really good. you got Adrian Brody, Topher Grace, Danny Trujillo. You've, I mean, you've got a huge cast in this thing. And about these bad people taken to a predator planet for hunting purposes. I heard a, I saw a documentary, actually. Topher Grace plays a doctor in it. And everyone thinks, oh, he shouldn't be here. He's squeaky clean. And uh, Robert Rodriguez, who produced it and came up with the original idea for this storyline 10 some odd years ago, said Topher's character is actually the most dangerous person on the planet. I think, I think it'll be interesting. I, I also want to see this. I also think it's a really good thing. But I'm wondering if there's enough of a story there. I love the kind of flip on the most dangerous game. That now it's us on, you know, it's people on another planet being hunted. I love that idea. The advanced but word was the script was fantastic. When they were shopping it around, and of course there was the spot in there for Arnold to do his cameo, right. which unfortunately isn't going to happen, at least officially they're saying. It's not going to happen, so that almost makes you wonder if... Maybe he's the new predator. Maybe. Or are they going to, you know, the apparently tusks. they're going to introduce some new predators, and <laughs> maybe a spaceship arrives with him going, get no. through the chopper, I mean spaceship. I got yeah. it. No, he's going to be a Terminator that comes out of the future to come save him. Oh, or like a, a Terminator that is a predator. Predator. Like with, yeah. And From like know, the Borg, like a robot predator. That, and the that, sad yeah. thing was they were trying to get him in the original Alien vs. Predator film. Right after the battle on the ice, when the ship takes off, he was supposed to land in a helicopter and pick up the survivor and go, Damn it, we just missed them again! Of course, <laughs> like Arnold, there's a gigantic alien battleship, right? and you're coming in a helicopter. Not a good matchup. <laughs> then again. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very interested to see Arnold in The Expendables. I heard his act he's got a decent action scene there, so we'll see how that all plays out. What's next on the list, guys? Um, let's see. We could talk. I've got all kinds of things to talk about that Gary doesn't want to talk about. Sex in the City 2 has been banned from the show. <laughs> For now. By national uh, national vote. I can't believe they even are making that. Oh, we had we didn't talk about Toy Story 3. You mentioned it a little bit. We but covered we, it. We didn't, okay, so you, you talked about it previously. Um, I think it's going to be pretty exciting either way, though, because of the fact that they finally got all the time and all the CGI down enough that viewing film one and film three is going to prove to be pretty interesting, I think, in that regard. Oh, so. exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's about it for my list. I don't. Well, we've got plenty others got. we could fill in, Most but uh, we've got trailers for the other stuff coming up. Yay. And uh, Darren, what do we have next? Well, I believe we're going to talk something 3D. And... Uh, we have some 3D coming up, and this is M. Night Shyamalan's take on The Last Airbender. And it is out on 3D. And uh, here's our other special <laughs> guest in studio it's tonight. Appa. This is Appa. And for those that know, I'm having a Jeff and the Wolf doll flashback, but that's <laughs> a very inside joke. My sister's fiancé had this wolf doll that he used to carry around, and we were just like, really? 
okay. Oh, really? Yeah, really. And he would, like, sit there and he was talking to it while we were watching football. And I'm like, well, he's a St. Louis, you know, Rams fan. Anything's possible. <laughs> yes. So anyway, we uh, there's a new trailer coming out. It should be out by the time the show airs. But we have a look at M. Night Shyamalan's new uh, film, which is also going to be in 3D. Also concerned that they are converting it after the fact. But, you know... What can you do? That's the new you, buzzword you now. Know, I'm curious if they're ever going to do it like a Naruto live action. A Naruto, Possibly. You, you know? never Why? know. You know, another Why? thing, too. Yeah. Naruto kicks ass. On, an, on a set, on a, it's not a summer film, but as we mentioned, the Predator and the Alien prequels, I'm really interested to see the prequel to the thing that they're going to start shooting up in Vancouver in, uh, you know, in, in January. And, of course, we're more than available to go up there and get corn syrup to death by some shape-shifting CGI creature that'll be nothing more than a tennis ball on a stick <laughs> no. that's hey that's how they did the transformers movies yeah they told us they said it was basically a, a stick with a tennis ball on it and that's what they were told yeah. look there and react to this and it's going to be a giant robot and don't you worry about it <laughs> and ignore all the green and by the same token what happens if you're colorblind in one of those films i don't know yeah wow same yes. thing's gonna happen otherwise is this my time to give shia labeouf a hand <laughs> Sorry, very bad, very bad joke there. <laughs> so you know, you know who we should ask about Avatar. Justin, are you excited about Avatar? I'm super excited. I've seen the whole cartoon, like all three seasons of it, and um, <laughs> as long as they stick to the first movie being the first season, the second movie, if they make a second movie, a second season, then I think it should be fine. I think. And it's really speaking good. of three D, I don't know if uh, we had a chance to discuss this, but Men in Black Three Three D has been confirmed. And uh, they did get Tommy Lee Jones back. There was a lot of talk it would have to be Will Smith and James Brolin. But Tommy Lee's coming back. And rumor is they've reached out to Sasha Baron Cohen for a role in the film. And so I'm very interested to see what he might do. And uh, this, this could be very interesting. I think they should put Russell Brand in it instead. <laughs> he's, he's a better alien in And, my you mind. know, Will's going to be busy because they've also greenlit in pre-production Independence Day 2 and 3, which I'm really excited about i've been you know waiting for this for a while and i i like the idea that you know when i talked to dean devlin he said they only planned it as a one-shot film and so this isn't for the money this is a enough time has passed we've got a fresh idea that we want to do as two films so here you go i i love the idea of an independence day film if it went well because i think back to independence day and oh this is gonna date me a little bit but like i was in what middle school when that film really came out? No, seriously. So for, for my generation, it's it's an ideal movie because that was the first time THX really did that move in the seats thing. And, mm-hmm. and was that was a really big deal film for, for my age bracket. But in the same way, I think it's going to have really, really high expectations oh, to meet. Oh, of course. So we'll see. I, I just I'll hope it's it. not like Matrix we'll 2 and 3 where the expectations were so high. No. They just kept going. They wow, just kept going down. Oh. You were like, Neo, what's your, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on. Speaking of which, I don't know if you've seen those new theaters that uh, they've equipped them out for the state-of-the-art 3D, and the seats actually turn like this. What? Apparently so. So, like, if you're watching an action film as the explosions go, the seat will throw you to the left and throw you to the right And then it rains on you. Yeah, those are kind of like the 4D ones you get at the theme parks and stuff. Right. So, without any more ado, we... We, oh, he's had to reload it. More technical issues. Let's talk travel since we have the time okay, here before we get travel. into the game. I like travel. Disneyland. They are going, like they are out for bear this year. And <laughs> I didn't say mouse. That was good. 
We've got, uh, like the next two years, they've got the Disney Wonder coming on board, which is the new cruise ship with the onboard aqua slide. And we are jumping aboard that as quickly as we can. In fact, we have a skewed and reviewed trip for four planned. So, yes, that's the, that's the staff trip, possibly, for 2011. That'll be... That, that's, it, that's if they're letting Justin out of the country by that point. Wait, that's still the... Uh, will it be on a boat? Yes. Because then we'll as be on in, a boat. I'll be on a boat. This is, right, exactly. as in, That'll fly to Florida, <laughs> yeah. go around the theme parks, see all the upgrades, get on the boat and travel to a foreign country and Disney's private island and back, including the Black Pearl, which is docked right outside of Disney's private island. I mean, really, who doesn't think that sounds like a good time? Yeah. I mean, really, anyone. All and ages, then, everything. Where's my rum? And then the parks are going nuts with all these upgrades. They've got a new light thing going. Uh, they are building massive upgrades to California Adventure. There's a Little Mermaid ride coming next year. They're shutting down Star Tours in October to gut it and do Star Tours 2 3D. So they're doing a state-of-the-art Star Tours coming, and this is just what they're, gonna, they're willing to talk about right now. They've got a new resort coming in Hawaii and, uh, and another cruise ship coming into the fray. So I'm really excited. I mean... Yes, I know. Yeah. Disney Vacation Club member, we're going down in July. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> no, I, I yes. really, I really love Star Tours, so I'll be kind of excited. I hope they did this. Of course, French. we did see it. We saw. We went to Disneyland uh, Paris um, a couple years ago now, and we got to see. You know, that's really interesting in a foreign language. <laughs> Being in a Star a Star Wars <laughs> world is even goofier, but. Um, I'm, I would be really excited. I really love I love Star Tours. How See, if it's French, I'm though, do, doesn't the Empire surrender automatically, or how does that work? <laughs> yeah, and how does R2-D2 talk, you know, in French? Well, With an attitude. And he turns his back on you and just... <laughs> uh, that's the joy about being Scottish. You just have this in, innate dislike for anything <laughs> from anything. France. For anything. <laughs> that's not true. Not kidding. Well, that, that's, that's true. We fight amongst ourselves, so what can I say? <laughs> anyway, we're all set and ready to roll. And don't forget, we have a very special 3D movie, horror movie trailer coming up. And we've got our uh, movie trailers, uh, game trailers coming up. So, M. Night Shyamalan's Last Airbender. And stay tuned for the secret ending and surprise twist. He can be killed with water.
rebellion. He will need you. And we all need him. Well, how about that? And by the way, um, I, you know, tonight I'm looking forward to watching uh, 24. It's, you know, getting down to its last six episodes before heading, heading off to the film series. You have, um, you have, Darren, are we? Yeah. Okay. We're heading back to, uh, you know, and then we're getting, there we go. <laughs> so we're getting, uh, we're getting back to the, you know, the last few episodes of Lost. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, Kiefer got himself in a little bit of trouble over in London the other day. Uh, uh, Gentleman's Club, uh, drunk, shirtless, asked to leave, and there's some great tabloid wow. photos of, of uh He got lost Kiefer. in London. Yes, so wouldn't be the first. I mean, I still think the best thing ever was the YouTube video of him taking out the Christmas tree in the fancy <laughs> hotel because he didn't like the way it was looking at him. So <laughs> That's actually the <laughs> ending know. of the show. That's, I mean, I think he'd be the greatest guy in the world to hang out with. It's how, like, how many more episodes are there before the end of Lost? I don't watch it, I don't about, watch it live. There's like six he episodes does, of 24, and I think, and they're getting $900,000 for a 30-second ad spot during the final episode of Lost. So. Well, I don't doubt it because I think even people who have dropped off the Lost radar who are like, I'm super, I don't care, I'm confused, because mm -hmm. you miss an episode or two, and it's like you've missed the, a season, so, um, which is, you know, his, mm -hmm. that's his deal. But generally, I think that people are going to tune in just to see the last episode like they did with Seinfeld, to be exactly. honest. Exactly. So people will just want to know. So they may set a ratings number. Well, you, yeah, and you hate, you hate being the person in the office the next day who doesn't know what happened on one of those multiple year shows everyone was excited mm -hmm. about. You know, so everybody will be watching it. All of us will be watching it. That's why we have the Internet now. Yes. Right? I can watch it. <laughs> Instantly right. after Ooh. it's done. Yeah, you can watch it streaming on your on your various uh, entertainment electronic devices. Yeah, yeah. entertainment iPhone. devices. Product endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> well, you notice this is sort of mainly no, an I'm, Apple Studio. I, yeah, I'm curious to see what next fall's going to be like because there's you know Heroes hasn't been picked up yet. And, uh, Are you still watching Heroes? Uh, yeah, see, we dropped out know, of Heroes. Heroes still Let me phrase this. I mean, I watch it, but I don't. We put it on the DVR. And I fast forward only to the storylines I care about, like the cheerleader, Hiro Anando, mm -hmm. and anytime I see the girl, the deaf girl that sees colors, I said, okay, that's it. I don't need this. Don't need it's this. It's not that bad. We watched, we watched it a little bit to last. So. It is that bad. You know what? I'll tell you bad. one thing that's really impressed me is V is actually picking up. Yeah, V is And it's, it's been on the bubble, but it has really picked up the last few episodes. So I'm also watching uh, Flash Forward. Flash Forward. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, it's getting kind of silly, but it's that silly but entertaining stuff that you just can't, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm invested this far in. Okay. Exactly. You know, yeah, there's some gigantic plot holes in the thing, but what the hey, I'm on for the ride. Oh, yeah. I'm on for the ride. So speaking of on for the ride, we have a special 3D horror film. And um, I remember watching the original back when I was young. And I also, little side note, they made a sequel to ago. it in Italy that a director was actually, it was his first directorial debut. He was fired from the film a couple of times because he kept having conflicts with the studio. They kept him on it, and uh, you know him now as Oscar-winning director, 
writer, producer, James Cameron. And so, yes, that was his first film awesome. before he did, uh, before he went on and did that. I mean, he got to start in the Roger Corman studio. And he, he, like, you know, Battle Beyond the Stars, he was one of the graphic people behind that. And Galaxy of Terror. And it was actually a clever story about him. He um, was filming a scene and they had some investors coming by. And they, of course, he was like, you know, like a lot of films, they will let an up-and-coming aspiring director film a scene for the film just so he gets some experience. And his scene was he had to get these, they had to cut to these worms and make them, you know, wiggle and crawl, and they wouldn't do it. Well, of course, back in the day before the regs, he said, all right, let's put some conductive jelly over them, put a little wire to it, and when I say action, we'll turn up the current, they'll squirm a bit when I say cut. And so all of a sudden the suits came by, I didn't know he did that, he goes, action! They start squirming like crazy, and cut, they stopped, and they're like, wow, this guy's got his act together. <laughs> wow, this guy's impressive, so... There you go. Of course, he'll tell stories about filming uh, Terminator on a street with Arnold when they didn't have a permit, and they accidentally broke a car window, and he's like, I got the shot, let's go. <laughs> so, anyway. I'm without all any, about the Gorilla Movie further suits. Ado, uh, we're not going to tell you what this is ahead of time, and I do have to apologize a little bit for the quality of the video. No, I did not take it, but it was uh, acquired by me. And uh, this is a horror film. Coming in 3D this uh, in the not-too-distant future. The date on it's going to be off because they show one date, and obviously it, it's not the date that it's coming, but it is coming, and uh, we'll wait for your comments on this one. Room now, post your comments, and you can also go to our Facebook, Facebook page. Facebook. That's coming. The final frontier. Dun, da, da. <laughs> Instead of poking, do we get beamed? <laughs> yeah. We've created something awful here. Oh, gosh. Don't get me started. on Copyrighted production of Skewed yeah, and Reviewed. Hi to all <laughs> nice. the chat room people. Justin hi, and I everyone. are usually in there, so. Right, hey. The magic of 3D has taken audiences from the vastness of nature to the ocean's depths. But this spring... It will take you to a place unlike any other. We got to like that, don't we, folks? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's going to be pretty great. Hey, you got Chris, you got Doc Brown there, and right. you're not going back to the future. He's taking right. out in the CGI water. piranhas. 
Yeah, now see, that's something I'll watch in 3D. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 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 I mean, Ben Rames, yeah. chew on this. Come on. <laughs> Those are some lines there. And, of course, that's one I'll be watching on my own because it's got a horror aspect to it. And, you know, I'm on my own. But, you know. But, uh, you know, Sex in the City 2 comes out. Oh, yeah, i got to go see that. <laughs> you know he's going to see the preview. I hope you let me go to the preview. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, I'll, you know what? I'm going to look. I, I'm going to do this for you, Justin, because God knows you deserve it. I'm going to let Jen and Amara go see Sex in the City 2. Jen, we won. And we'll go it see. It worked out. We'll go see. I don't know what. We'll find something. <laughs> Piranha 3D. I mean. By the way, I was uh, I was at the Hard Rock Cafe this weekend in Seattle, and uh, really great people over there. We're going to be doing a segment on them for the magazine. And I drove by the Lusty Lady, and it was nice to see that Clash of the Tight Ass was uh, playing. Wow. <laughs> wow. They're, they're actually going to shit down. And you're worried about lady. me losing oh, sponsors? No. Oh, no. Anyway. Hey, now, I, it's a legitimate business. It's a, it's, it's a Seattle institution. And the way we're going now, that may be our next sponsor, Darren. Thanks a lot for your anti-Disney comments. Well, hey, you know, and you see, I, I tried to redeem it by talking about the high quality of the theme park and how we're taking our soon-to-be five-year-old niece there for her party. To the lusty lady? Why not? <laughs> Why not? You know, they're just and, right around uh, the corner. Speaking of, speaking of lust, we have some video games that we do have to get to tonight because it wouldn't be a skewed and reviewed show if we didn't talk about video games. Video games. And uh, video games. since we've had a Star Wars theme, Star there is a massive online Star Wars game coming from BioWare and LucasArts called The Old Republic, which basically, naturally, is about The Old Republic. The not the new one. The glorious days of the Sith when they were all over the place and the Jedi Knights and... All of the good things that go with that. And uh, this is the latest. Uh, Very large yes. You still working on it? Okay. Well, do you have another one available? Okay. So while we get the Star Wars download, and trust me, folks, you are not going to want to miss this one. Uh, I think we're going to fire up Rage. Do we have time for Rage? Rage is the latest thing from the guys at id Software who uh, make the Quake, Quake and yeah. the Doom and yeah. all of those other fantastic ones. It's actually going to revolutionize the 3D shooter uh, series, uh, larger open environments, not just in the corridors. And there's a nice little twist to it. It's not just a 3D shooter, and you'll see that in the trailer. So this is coming soon, and this is some video from QuakeCon. This a is after the commercial on YouTube. Of course, after the commercial. After the commercial. I uh, couldn't get the commercial out of the way, mm -hmm. so we said, hey, well, we're friends to everybody here. Let's let it fly. This is going to be Rage. One moment. Rage in just one moment. So I actually heard that they were going to have Rage, um, like, they wanted it to be kind of like Borderlands. They wanted to have Rage be like Borderlands, like, before Borderlands came yep. out, and then they had to go, yep. we're going to have to change this a little bit. Okay, here we go.
Apophis fell. And with it, Doomsday began. Annihilation was predicted, but it wasn't the end. Okay, so yeah, there we go. That's Rage, which uh, blends, as you see, action, driving, vehicle customization, 3D shooter. Um, I think it's going to be awesome. They've always, you know, there was always the talk in the past that Ed was good about making great technology-based engines, right. but would then be licensed out and other people would make better games. And I know some of the former Id staffers in the past had said, I'm tired of making basically tech demos with these state-of-the-art engines yeah. that other people make fantastic games with, but... I think this looks fantastic. I mean, this looks great. I think it looks amazing. It looks amazing. So, uh, in order to get everything in, we want to make sure you get the Star Wars trailer coming up. And this is the special uh, video segment that was sent to us from LucasArts for the pending Star Wars MMOPG, The Old Republic. And this thing's going to be awesome. is an integral part of the Star Wars experience along with a whole bunch of other things like the hero's journey. It's the essence of feeling heroic. We're really striving to progress the way we show combat. And I think MMOs, we're, we're going to take them to a new level in the way the combat unfolds in the Old Republic. Really what we're trying to go for with Star Wars Old Republic is to create a a sense of combat that it's just plain exciting. One of the problems of other MMO combats is um, that you often have scenarios where you have multiple heroes beating on a single enemy. And that just isn't very heroic. What is heroic is a hero facing against um, unbeatable odds, against multiple enemies and fighting his way barely through the encounter. Within minutes of starting the game, you're doing things you wouldn't expect to do in other MMOs.
People are seeing flamethrowers going off, Sith warriors flipping, choreographed lightsaber combat. That's all at a low level. You're going to have sticky grenades. You're going to be able to do a stock strike. Jedi's deflecting blaster bolts. Bounty hunters rocketing, you know, with jetpacks, you know, firing missiles down on their opponents. We want you to instantly get in the game and just be having a great time. Something we've tried to do is to get away from that step and repeat type of combat so that when you're playing your character, you, you don't just attack once or, or do, do something where you don't feel like you're actually engaged with the other, with your opponent. You never want to swing the lightsaber, you know, again and again and again in the same pattern because that's not what lightsaber combat is. You should see the same kinds of choreographed moves that you see in the movies. You make active choices about whether or not now's the right time to throw that grenade whether or not you can freeze your opponents, and whether or not you want to charge your weapon up for a really big blast. If you're a player who wants to just get in there and, and wreak havoc, you'd be a, maybe a bounty hunter or a trooper. But if you want to stay back, maybe, and kind of be a more um, behind the, the shadows character. You'd maybe play an Imperial agent or a smuggler and you're kind of dependent more on range and, and getting the jump on the enemy and it's a little more tactical and careful. Or if you want to play as a force wielder, you could be a Sith or a Jedi. have to make sure that all classes are balanced against each other. All of them have something unique and cool and a, and a key reason why you want to be there. It isn't just Sith versus Jedi at all times, that all classes, all eight of them are competitive and they're all really unique and fun. We wanted to make the player feel like they had all the gadgets and tools at their disposal that they saw in the movies. We know people are going to try to get on you, right? That's what happens. When you're a range class, the melee classes, they want to close on you. So the bounty hunter has a number of really cool tactics at his disposal to make sure that he can get free or that he can do, do damage when somebody's up on him. Well, how about that, folks? Star Wars The Old Republic. Does that look good or does that look good? I think that looks amazing. I can't wait to get my true Sith power. Yeah. The only problem is you'll be playing as a Jedi. No, I will not be. No, Sith, Sith all the way. I'm thinking my uh, <laughs> sister, well, one of my sisters, probably do the bounty hunter thing. She has this thing about Aura Singh and the bounty hunters, and I could just see her being a, I want to be a Sith bounty hunter. Knock yourself out, Trista. <laughs> problem is you got to tear yourself away from... Uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah, exactly. Cataclysm's coming out. We'll be doing beta testing on that. And uh, we will be showing some more video from StarCraft, too. We've had some requests for that. So uh, we've got a, lot of, uh, a couple other games coming we want to make sure we cover before the show's out. Uh, while we're getting the video set for that, of course, we want to go and say we have the Skewed and Reviewed magazines for charity. Uh, you can talk to us about subscriptions. Only $10 for a full year. And uh, profits go to the Child's Play uh, charity uh, which is put on by the packs. We have the Skewed and Reviewed t-shirts. 
And we also have a contest coming up. You can join Student Reviewed on Facebook. And Jen's in the chat room right now, and she can talk to you about that. We have uh, sponsorship packages available, uh, such as 30-second ads for $20 that go on the TV show. If you book 10, after your 10th ad, they go down to just $10 an ad. We have uh, spots in the magazine. We have show sponsorships, all sorts of good stuff. And like I said, it never hurts. So we, of course, would always take your feedback. If you want to see us cover certain topics, bring in special guests and everything like that, by all means, submit them to the chat room. We always like to have that. We put the video of the show up after it. So if you want to watch the show at another time, share it with your friends, you can certainly do that as well. We do encourage that highly. I want to mention that with Crypticon coming up in June at the um, Holiday Inn Everett, we have uh, ITV will be there. We're going to be there. We'll be doing some fundraising for charity. Uh, we're doing Mystery Science Theater Live. I've got a two-hour panel, and I can now say that with the folks doing the Zombie Walk, Crypticon, Night Zero, and KSW, Revs Undead Radio Show, and us, we are doing a live MMOPG where we are going to have people take on the zombie infected, and we have some special prizes. And right now we have on board PopCap and Dreamcatcher Interactive, and we also have Running With Scissors, who have all stepped forward to offer some prizing up, and we're working on some others soon as well. We're going to have the information splash page up very soon where we talk about it. But you should see some of the quests and... Uh, I volunteered, well, I'll I volunteered to be one of the people in the quest, and uh, there are spots open. If you guys still have your zombie walk makeup on and you want to just come on by, uh, you'll have an opportunity to act for the greater good. Yeah, we were part of the zombie walk last year, and it was just a great time, so I'm sure I'm, I'm, sure I'm going to do it this year. I've decided. It'll be even, even more delicious. And, and uh, before I forget, uh, Left for Dead, The Passing, they've put it out, three-part uh, three episode, free content for the uh, PC if you I think it's 560 points for the Xbox people um, I do want to say by the way even though it's not available on PS3 all downloadable content on the PS3 is free of charge as is the PlayStation Network so just keep that in mind when you're planning your next generation console and uh, shameless plug aside he's a bit uh, of a, PS3, a yeah, PS3 I, I like my PS3 I know I love my I PS3 know you do. and then uh, and if my Xbox 360s would quit red ringing of death, I wouldn't have this problem. that's what happens to you, Gareth. I know. It's just, hey, I'm, I'm glad Dead Rising 2 is supposed to come out on the PS3 so I can actually, you know, get through more than two chapters without the red ring coming up on me. But wasn't Dead Rising so good? It Even was those awesome. two chapters, See, it's That's so what good. ticked me off so much. I was so happy with this thing, and I go, this is great. I love this, and I'm beating this guy to death with a toy Star Wars sword that I got. In the, in the toy shop, in the movie theater, Red Ring of Death. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. This thing's six days old in Red Ring of Death. <laughs> it's like, um, and one yeah. thing you did forget to mention, Gareth, that I, make, I know everyone wants to know, is where can you find more of us and more of Gareth's shameless plugs for the PS3? Hey, no. Of course, <laughs> on uh, the website, www.sknr.net. They have the scroll going right now Do on, they the, on the screen. Yes. Underneath. On the underneath. And if you're on YouTube, comment below. On the comment below, exactly. And uh, we also have uh, another special event coming up after Crypticon, but can't quite talk about that just yet. Uh -oh. But I think it's going to be something else. And um, before I forget, we do have to get to the other gaming trailers. And this is uh, Dante's Inferno. I'm sorry, what was that? I don't hear you, Darren. 
Oh, Darren wants to do Lost Planet 2 right now from oh, Capcom. Darren. Another great Capcom game. Lost Planet may also be coming out as a movie in the not-too-distant future. I can see that, yeah. So, well, you will be seeing that. Well, I, I will see that. <laughs> and the rumor is the Halo movie is starting to get a little traction again, but, you know, <laughs> could happen. We also have Gears of War, speaking of uh, traction, but Lost Planet 2. Jake, check it out. Lost Planet 2, everybody. I love Lost Planet, and uh, that they're having a sequel. Uh, just uh, you know, big props to Capcom. They they are doing Dead Rising sequel. It's coming out. The Monster Hunter Tri just came out. Another Street Fighter game. Super Street Fighter 4 comes out tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, so I, I'm getting the Super Street Fighter 4 tomorrow. Uh, on the Xbox, I take it. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I hope it works for you. It'll work <laughs> fine. It'll work just as fine as no. the first one did. I, I do want to clarify that I have nothing against the Xbox. I've just had nothing but rotten luck. The first one, they sent me a demo copy, used it for a while, had to return it. A year later, I went to pick one up, would not even open out of the box, the, the CD tray, sent it back. Xbox 360s, uh, you know, waited a year until they were out because there were all the stories of that. <laughs> Got one for myself, one for my father-in-law. Mine read Ring of Death on six days in and uh, just was nothing but nightmares, never worked right, so I ended up taking it back, to getting the store credit, getting the Wii. And uh, my father-in-law's lasted, I think, about seven months before his Red Ring of Death. So it was like, yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> well, just, just to let you know, Gareth, I think after your, your uh, uh, DVD tray issue, yeah. they now have people that test opening and closing the DVD tray. Well, which is good like to know. Like eight hours a day. That's which all they do. Which is good to know because I, I'll tell you, this, this is the God's honest truth. I, ha I got the thing. I got some uh, gift cards to a major electronics store that for a promotion we did and I was all happy and I went out and I got Halo 2 which had just come out and I got the Xbox and I remember sitting there at my old place and I was all set and I was like alright here we go you've got to be kidding me took them all back the same night and got used my money and got all the Futurama sets on DVD and said I'm going to get some kind of satisfaction out of this <laughs> it's, it's just really fascinating to me whenever you talk about this because we have abused our 360. I mean, we watch that thing. We watch almost all of our um, certain online uh, DVDs streaming through the mail, content. streaming, right? And they never shows. have any problems. And we have no problems. You're like the one example. They're like, no problems. They ought to put you guys in a commercial. You'd be the. They you, should put us. You, in you a remember? Commercial. You probably don't remember this, but years yeah. ago, Burger King did a commercial, and they had this guy called Herb, who was the only guy in America who had never had a Whopper, and they actually went so far as to say. If you spot Herb and go up to him and say, hey, are you Herb, you get a million bucks that right on the guy. spot. And so they, they went out and they did this whole thing, and there were all these jokes like, you know, Herb's not going to show up in New Jersey because if anyone sees him, he'll be in the dumpster before 
you know, the Jersey Shore people would <laughs> take him out. And uh, But anyway, yeah. he was eventually found. He did the million bucks. And I'm thinking we should do a commercial. The only people in the country who've never had a red ring of death issue with their Xbox. Well, lots of people don't have problems with their Xbox. I think you just had a really weirdly anomalous you know what, situation. You know Maybe that. it's just the way it was meant to be because you do all the PS3 stuff. Yeah. And we, we have no problem, well, you know. You, I know a guy at Microsoft Tech Support who told me, uh, off the record, of course, the official policy is not if it fails, but when it fails. And what? they had something like a 68% fail rate within the first year. I, I'm just saying, I've had this since November. Since November. Well, so it's not last year, but the year before that. Yeah, the, yeah. the, problem, the problems were all fixed by that point. I'm talking about... Okay. I'm talking about uh, ours was two, three years ago when these were problems. Fine, the, fine. Yeah, the new ones are actually because they had to put, what, tons of money extending the warranty on it, doing the recall, redesigning it. Sure, it works great now. It's but awesome. not for those, those of us who had it a year in the first year or two after it came out. But the it, Wii's even better. So yes, and, 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 you know, we, <laughs> got, we got the Wii 2. Seven weeks away, E3's coming out. And the rumor is Wii 2 is going to be discussed online with blu-ray and of course we got super mario galaxy 2, two yeah. coming and uh they're gonna announce the 3ds the sequel like the uh, the next ds system mm -hmm. it's gonna have like supposed to have 3d like screens on it so mm -hmm. it's actually like those 3d tvs so you actually have you play a 3d game and not need glasses or anything and the big rumor is when i when are they going to announce the xbox 720 and the ps4 mm -hmm. which somewhere in the future but you know ps3 is gaining ground right now it's actually it just took over the worldwide sales lead there are now more ps3 sold worldwide than the other consoles gareth knows this knows this because he checks the stats every day i check the stats weekly like he opens up the newspaper and it says like no, how, how no the i actually the PS3 i get is. i get emails and the funny thing about them is this is what i love you'll get an email from one company it touts how well theirs is selling then the other one says ours is outselling the other that that, right. And then you go to the independents who have no tie, and they put the facts straight, and you go, ah, this is what it actually is. Um, okay. Darren was going to tell us about our new game from uh, Electronic Arts. There's a lot of people I wishing. Am. Can I play it on my belief. Xbox? You can play it on Xbox. There is no PC version of it yet. But if you want top performance, there is a PS3 version of it. <laughs> and uh, this is Dante's Inferno Trials of St. Lucia which is out from Electronic Arts and Visceral Games, who did the very good uh, prequel slash sequel to Dead Space, Dead Space Extraction. And I'm sure you saw in the earlier show, we had the footage for Dead Space 2, which yeah. looks really good. Also rumored to be considered to be a movie in the future. Oh, I could totally see it as a movie. I'm still stuck on a part of the original Dead Space. So, in fact, know, that's something I'd like people to email Gareth, is things that they, they cannot see, video games they can't see becoming a future movie. Oh, you know, on a side note, I do have to remember this. Um, there, we talked about XCOM a few weeks ago and about how I'd like to see that. It looks like someone is redoing XCOM from a, in a brand new standpoint as a 3D shooter. The last oh. XCOM project in the works was called Alliance. It got canceled, but there is a whole new take on it as a high-end 3D shooter coming up. Anyway, we'll have time for that at a, on another show, but this is uh, Dante's Inferno. And for anybody who can tell me who wrote Dante's Inferno, the poem, we may have a special prize for you. Mara, put your hand up. Hi, my name is Mike Brinker, lead system designer on the Trials of St. Lucia. 
I'm here today to give you some pointers on how to create some cool and unique trials using the Trials of St. Lucia editor. The goal in creating a trial is to create something fun and challenging. The editor allows you to create a variety of trials that can test many different styles of play. Remember to spread out the content you want to deliver to the player. It may be tempting to just cram a lot of content into a single arena, maybe even a single wave, but this may not necessarily lead to a fun trial. You've got a max of 25 waves per arena and six arenas, so you have a lot of leeway. Metal score can be an indicator of a variety of different things, including difficulty and length. It is important to remember that, as a creator, a lower-ranking metal score is usually considered to be a less challenging and easier trial than a higher-ranking one. However, you do have the freedom to change this score. The content you add should dynamically update the score as well as upgrade the medals. Once a trial reaches at least 500 points, it will become a bronze medal trial and you may upload it and have others play it and rate your creation. At the bottom of any screen, you will see button callouts for what actions you can perform. In addition, you can always press the help button to get relevant information on the screen you are currently viewing. There are 10 different modes and over a dozen different types of traps and aid you can use when creating your waves. Mixing up your trial by using different modes and traps can add variety and make your trial really unique. Traps and modes can also contain advanced options that affect the metal score so pay attention to them carefully. When you create a trial with lots of waves, be creative and mix up your mode selection for pacing. Try to occasionally give the player a rest wave so they can maybe regain some health or mana. You can do this by giving enemies health and mana drops or putting fountains in some of your waves and arenas. Remember to watch the budget meter below the score. This will show you how much more stuff you can add to a wave. When you create a new wave, the budget will reset you can always add and remove content to affect the budget. Combat difficulty will set an overall difficulty of your trial. This includes how your enemies behave and the damage they will do to you. This is a big and broad setting. It will cover the entire trial you create. Use it wisely. I would advise that you change this setting later after you have created and tested a few arenas in your trial. The player's health and mana settings are based on how fast they will deplete. If you choose weak, then Dante and Lucia will lose their health and mana much faster than if you choose a higher setting. Experiment with this carefully when choosing the overall difficulty and the aggressiveness of each enemy. One will add to the other, making things very unbalanced if you aren't careful. The number of lives setting also affects your metal score. If you set the trial to infinite lives, you will take a pretty big penalty for it in your score but it may help players finish your trial if it is a difficult one. Whenever you are changing the advanced options for NPCs or modes, remember to confirm your selection after choosing it in order to save it. Once you have created what you think is a great trial, test it. Play the entire trial from front to back more than just a few times. A couple of things to remember. Difficulty should start easy and get increasingly more difficult, but not impossible, to the end. This is important for keeping your players interested and receiving a higher star rating. Balance is important. Remember that your enemy's damage or aggressiveness and your player health are directly related. A strong enemy against a weak player makes combat even more difficult. You are good at it because you created it. Some people may not know your secrets or your tricks. 
if you upload it. Look at your ratings once in a while to see what your audience thinks. Maybe you can create a version 2 of your famous trial. Or maybe you want to delete it and start over. Remember how long it will take for your players to complete your trial. Sometimes even 25 waves can be a long play experience. Try and balance your play times between 4 and 10 minutes. How fun is a long or a short trial? Sometimes the answer to this is something in the middle. Thanks for watching and have fun making and sharing your creations with the Trials of St. Lucia. Okay. Well, there we go. There's some uh, the hot new video games. We've talked about uh, my love for the Xbox what 360. What haven't we talked about today? We talked about the Wii and uh, the the PS3. Um, we've also talked about some of the some might I say some of the uh, big summer films we're going to see this summer. There's a lot coming. This there's, summer is going to be. Yeah, this is going to be an ongoing theme. We've got yep. a lot of upcoming games to talk about. And uh, we have some special guests. We are going to start getting into the travel segments, talk about nice weekend getaways that you can do on a budget, such as Ocean Shores and some very nice places to get away, like the Judith Ann Inn. And uh, we'll be talking about the Hard Rock Cafe, which has a Seattle uh, locale now, down by the Pike Place Market. And they are doing their big grand opening soon. And we'll also be talking about some of the uh, special contests we have coming up. And we'll, of course, have plenty of other things to say. We'll be talking about uh, possibly getting into concerts. I'll be uh, seeing Harry Connick Jr., who will not be appearing in the Independence Day 2 and 3 movies unless it's as a flashback uh, at the Gorge. That's a shame. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, and I don't have, think we'll have Harry Connick Jr. May end up seeing Earth, Wind, and um, Fire, too. Well, hey, but, see, then again, if you do this, then you get to see Hall & Oates and Hart at the, uh, at the Puyallup Fair, so... Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Justin, you want to stand up and show everyone your T-shirt so they can get a real good view of this thing here? And and Justin, put your hood on. you got to see this uh, this uh, outfit that uh, Mara made for Justin. Yeah, you got <laughs> yes. to hop down. Yeah, get a bend down. Let's, let's check this out here. And you know the great thing about it is not only does it look really cool, this is a, this is a PAX costume just waiting to happen. What? And on top of that, <laughs> you can walk around Pioneer Square in Seattle and fit right in. You think he doesn't? Let me say, I get a compliment a day. Every day yeah, I wear awesome. this, I get a compliment on this hoodie. Based off another show, I, I, in is when it, I'm is not it, here, uh, the, the movie Parasite with no, a very young no, Demi no, no, Moore? When, when I'm not here with you guys, I do a lot of crafting and stuff, so I made Justin this hoodie based off of a thing off of uh, the website Threadbanger, which I like a lot. I want to go to that. So, you'd like it, yeah. <laughs> it's all about making your own clothes and other stuff that Just, I do. Justin, is you that, never what, know what's is that your gaming here. hoodie? He wears this to school. He wears this to physics class. Do you sit in the back of the classroom, dude? No. <laughs> and it keeps the guy from asking you questions, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. He has no remorse. The physics teacher will ask me questions. He'll be like, Green Monster, what is the velocity? And I'll be like, I don't know. We had a, um, we had a uh, teacher. I didn't have him, but he was a physics teacher at my prep school. A very good guy named David George. And we used to do our finals in rows, segmented and ties. You know, we, uh, they were, you know, like the arts, the sciences, the math. You would all go up, and then they'd break you down by your various things. Senior year, last final, his guys ordered pizzas but didn't tell him. So this very nice Brooklyn guy came in with 12 pizzas right in the middle of the final and said, Yo, David George, I need 120 bucks. 
And he's like, what are you? What? And he's like, yeah, I don't care, dude. Well, I'm not leaving. I don't care about your final. I ain't leaving until I get paid. And, of course, he looked over, and the guys couldn't keep a straight face. And the guy was in on it. They gave him, like, a $50 tip to come in and be as obnoxious as he could. Wow. And I said, guys, don't do that before he grades your final. But anyway, yeah. uh, Skewed and Review TV show, episode 7 next week, 8 o'clock. We've got some special things for it, but we got to do a contest real quick. So, uh, Jen, we'll run the contest right now in the chat room. I know, put the pressure on her. Join the Skew and Review page. Come on board. Bring people on board. And we've got some DVDs for you. And, yes, I'm going to give you guys something other than Banshee and something other than uh, the Virgin uh, film with Ron Jeremy, the human hedgehog. And uh, look for me... Uh, in the upcoming video game Postal 3, if all goes as planned. <laughs> See, I can say it now. End of the show. And uh, we got a lot of really good stuff next week. And we're, of course, out of time. We could talk with you guys forever, but uh, we'll save it till next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, next week, we'll be able to talk about... Uh, actually, no, we won't. I won't have seen it yet. Can't we'll be able to talk you. about Nightmare on Elm Street. But, uh, and we'll be a couple of days away from seeing Iron Man 2. I am. And they're going to sing all week long. Yeah, we're not supposed to sing. We're not supposed to sing anymore. We got that cease and desist from, uh, from, me. The, from the Human League. Don't you want me, baby? Oh, wow. <laughs> Do you know the uh, Hard Rock Cafe? Can we, can They've got those big mic. You know those Microsoft Touch tables they have? They've actually got those there, and they've got, you, it's cool, you can touch them, they blow up. They've got the very first keyboard that the Human League used, this little tiny Casio thing. It is awesome. More about and Casio we are on the out. Next show. <laughs> Sponsor. I'm attorney Alexander Ransom. Have you been charged with a DUI or face any other criminal charges? If you're in trouble with the law, you need a trial attorney who's aggressive, experienced, 
and effective. Call today for a free consultation, the Law Offices of Alexander Ransom. I look forward to serving you and getting your criminal charges reduced or dismissed. Call today. The Law Offices of Alexander Ransom. Call today. appeal at an appealing price. Whether you want traditional, carriage house, custom wood, or even glass garage doors, we have an option that's right for you. Make the right decision. Call Precision. Problem solved. 